The Kings get their first home win and play their best hockey of the season, knocking off what has been one of the best teams in hockey. We break down a big win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Gabe Velarde continues to shine. The top line provided the dagger. Jonathan Quick was great. And Brant Clark may have sealed the deal on him staying in the NHL this season, if he hadn't already. Details on all that and more coming up with this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. And we have done it. We have hit 800 subscribers. Our goal was 800 by the end of October. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all your support of the YouTube channel. And of course, those of you listening on the podcast as well. So, um... Time to make that next goal. How about 900 by the end of November? Let's do it. But uh, thank you all so much for uh, helping us get to our goal for the uh, end of October with the 800 subscribers on YouTube. That is awesome. Thank you very much. My name is Eddie Garcia. Hopefully you know that already. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. Uh, and if you don't know that already and you're a new viewer or listener, welcome. Glad to have you aboard. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host of the Puck Podcast as well, which is a weekly NHL review show. It's been putting out content for the past 16 years and also, of course, a very passionate LA Kings fan for 30 plus years. The LA Kings played game number eight of their season Tuesday night, and they were back home for a mini three-game homestand. First game was a tough test against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who've been to the Stanley Cup final each of the past three seasons. The Kings lineup uh, had a little bit of a tweak to it due to an illness to Victor Arvidsson, but the top line was still the same that we've seen for most of the season. Andre Kopitar at center, Adrian Kempe on the right wing, Kevin Fiala on the left wing. The second line was a little bit different because of Arvidsson being out. You had Philip Deneau at center, Trevor Moore on the left side, and Gabe Velarde moved up to that right wing position. Quentin Byfield was the third line center. He had Jarrett Anderson Dolan making his debut this season on the left side and Arthur Kaliev on the right side. And the fourth line of center Blake Lazat, Brendan Lemieux on the left side, and Carl Grundstrom on the right side. The defensive pairings are, were the same that they have been for the last few games. With Mikey Anderson on the left side, Drew Doughty on the right side. On the top pairing, you had Sean Dursey on the left side, Matt Roy on the right side on the second pairing, and the third pairing of Alex Edler on the left and rookie Brant Clark on the right. Your goaltender was Jonathan Quick. So again, Victor Arvidsson was a scratch due to an illness, and Sean Walker, the defenseman, also a scratch. Alex Ayafalo is on long-term injured reserve right now. Uh, so Victor Arvidsson took the pregame skate, so he apparently was a game-time decision as to if he could go or not, and he must have decided it would be best if he sat out the game. Uh, again, due to illness, so not concerned at this point um, that he'll be out for very long. This is the second time this season he has missed a game due to illness, um, but as long as the team is being upfront that this is an illness and not related to his offseason back surgery, I have no reason to be uh, concerned at this point. I would assume they're being truthful. No reason to think they're not being. Um, so again, 
No worries right now on Victor Arvidsson. Apparently he's got, uh, there's something going around and he's had it for a couple of times, which is a little weird, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, um, a little bit surprised that if he has an illness that he's hanging around with the team. I don't know. I don't know the details anyway. Victor Arvidsson did not play in the game against Tampa Bay. Um, but again, it looks like it's nothing serious. Uh, as for the move, uh, the moves that head coach Todd McClellan made because of Arvidsson being out of the lineup. I like what he did. I like promoting Gabe Velarde from the third line to the second line to replace Arvidsson. Um, a bit of a reward for him for how well he's been playing, which continued last night. Um, I would have been okay if McClellan would have moved Arthur Kaliev up to that second line right wing spot and kept Velarde where he was because he was playing well. Maybe you don't want to mess with things, but instead he decided to, again, move Velarde up to the second line. He switched Arthur Kaliev from the left wing to the right wing on the third line, and then inserted Jarrett Anderson Dolan on the left wing on line number three. And that all made sense with me. Um, had no issues with that at all. Jarrett Anderson Dolan getting his first action of the season after being a healthy scratch for uh, all the season so far. Um, also uh, made sense to put Quentin Byfield on the second power play unit in place of Victor Arvidsson. I thought that was the, the best option there. Uh, as well as for the defense I mentioned it it's been the same for most of the last uh, few games I think the entire road trip was pretty much uh, the lineup that we've seen with Sean Dursey on the left side on the second pairing and Brant Clark on the right side on the third pairing and no surprise at all to see Jonathan Quick back in the net as for the game itself a decent start by the Kings although uh, an early power play chance didn't result in a shot on goal um, LA would take the early lead though on a greasy goal Mikey Anderson putting a point shot on net uh, with Gabe Velarde in front of Tampa Bay goalie Andre Vasilevsky. And after Velarde took a couple of whacks at a loose puck in the crease, Philip Deneau stuffed it in and the Kings took a 1-0 lead. It was a little bit weird because the referee didn't see it initially, never pointed to, you know, made the signal pointing to the net that it was a good goal. The referees all kind of skated together. The goal horn never went off, but the Kings were celebrating and, 99% of the time, the players know. And when you see the players celebrate, almost always they are the real indication of whether they know it's a goal or not. They're not going to celebrate unless they feel really, really strongly that they scored a goal. The Kings were celebrating. It was a good goal. And LA took the early lead, one nothing, which is always a great sign. Lightning would tie it up, though, a few minutes later on a fairly innocent flip-in on net. Jonathan Quick went to poke the puck out of danger, but he flipped it instead forward right to Lightning uh, forward Braden, Brandon Hagel, who scored, and we were tied at 1-1. Um, that would be the score after a pretty even first period. Both teams had seven shots on goal. In the second period, the Kings didn't get off to a great start, but they would get another power play chance after Trevor Moore was tripped. And similar to the first goal, the Kings would get a point shot towards the net. This time it was a slap shot from Drew Doughty. And again, Gabe Velarde in front of the net. Uh, he deflected the puck beautifully past the ear. I think it was the left ear of goaltender Andre Vasilevsky to give LA a 2-1 lead. I have always marveled at the ability of NHL players to be able to deflect pucks like that into the net. I don't know, maybe you, you take it for granted. I play hockey not well, and the skill it takes for them to do that and, and put it in a certain spot, I, I still, again, amazing. Amazing skill and great to see Gabe Velarde get a goal in this one and continue what has been a tremendous start to the season for him. Uh, later on in the second period, um, there was a goal that has gotten a lot of people excited, including me. Arthur Callier making a nice pass into the middle of the ice to Brant Clark. The defenseman jumped up in the play, and he was in a great scoring position. And Clark would have been justified to try and get his first goal of his NHL career. What did he do instead? He faked a shot subtly, 
sudden, subtly with his stick position and his head and had the goaltender commit to him. And then he slid the pass over to his left to Blake Lazat, who basically put it into a wide open net. Uh, fantastic. We're going to talk more about this in a little bit when it comes to Brant Clark. But what a beautiful, beautiful, mature hockey play by a very, very talented young player. Now, the Lightning would immediately respond with a Victor Hedman shot that I think went off maybe the skate of Philip Deneau, but the Kings used a coach's challenge, and the replay showed that Tampa Bay's Corey Perry was offside. Ha ha, Corey Perry. Uh, and the Lightning goal was wiped away, and so the score would be 3-1 LA after two periods. In the third period, Adrian Kempe would provide what would be the dagger by picking up a puck that was deflected into neutral ice, skating into the zone. He had Kevin Fiala crashing the net to keep the defenseman honest, and he would snap off a nasty wrist shot into the top left corner blocker side on the goaltender. That made it 4-1 to one with about five minutes to play. Tampa Bay would get another goal late, kind of a weird playoff, a face-off. The puck deflected Kita Kutrop, put a shot on net, Jonathan Quick got his glove on it, but it deflected off his glove and into the net. But that would be the final. The Kings get a big 4-2 victory for their first home win of the season. I've got tons of reactions to this Kings performance, which I think was the best of the season uh, so far. Um, but I do need to remind you before we get into all that fun stuff that betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and for the start of the new basketball season as well. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including postseason baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net and use your mobile device to learn more about Bet online, where the game starts. So, let's get into this game. Obviously, uh, you can probably hear my excitement uh, in talking about this game because uh, it was a great win uh, over a, a very, very good team. You could certainly argue it, a team that has been the best team in the NHL over the past few seasons, a team that's gone to the Stanley Cup final three straight years and won two Stanley Cups. So, 4-2 win for the Kings. Good to finally see them perform well on home ice as well. But I think... I guess the most encouraging thing about this game is that it was as close to a full game effort that we have seen by the Kings this season. We talked with Kings radio analyst Daryl Evans on Monday show about how the Kings had yet to put a full three periods of hockey together this season, and this was the closest they have been. Was it perfect? No. Um, but, you know, the defensive effort was certainly much better. Uh, this is a Kings team that's been allowing way too many goals. To allow one goal to a very offensively talented team like Tampa Bay with guys like Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point, uh, that's obviously great. Uh, the special teams had had to be better, and they were better in this game. LA 4-4 four for four on the penalty kill, including a huge moment in the game where they had to kill off a 5-on-3 power play for about 40 seconds. They got the job done. Um, LA was one for four on the power play. So a big power play goal there as well. And the top line showed up when they needed to. I've said all season long, this top line needs to drive the LA Kings this year. And they had been silent for three straight games, but Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala um, did fairly well on this one. I thought Fiala actually was the standout of the three, even though he didn't get a goal, but Kempe coming up with that shot, that dagger when they needed it in the third period to put the game away. Uh, that is a goal scorer's goal if I've ever seen it, and just a beautiful shot. That's it's, it's unstoppable when you put it with any kind of speed up under the top corner. 
Um, and, you know, it, it was, again, all the elements the Kings needed, defense, special teams, your top players coming through, um, and, of course, good goaltending as well. Uh, all that happened for the Kings, and uh, this is what we need from them, hopefully going forward, more often than not, if they are going to have the successful season uh, that we all hope that they are going to have. So let's let's get into some of the individuals uh, in this game and how they performed. And let's, you know, you always start with your goaltender. And I thought Jonathan Quick was very solid once again. Yeah, he did have a bit of a misplay on that poke check on the Lightning first goal. But that aside, I thought he was more than good enough. He stopped 23 of 25 shots. Um, and if you know Jonathan Quick, he's always been a goaltender that's very active with his stick. And more often than not, it works out for him. So unfortunately, this time it didn't work out for him. But still, um, I thought he was very solid in net. Had a big save on a shortheaded attempt on Brandon Hagel. Had a real nice save on a, a deceptive knuckle puck shot that was uh, put on him. And then a key save on that big five-on-three penalty kill that the Kings had as well. They say your goaltender is your supposed to be your best penalty killer. Well, John the Quick certainly got the job done in net in this one and was and was definitely good enough. And he had support from his defense as well. Got to talk about Gabe Velarde, who was apparently on the NHL Network earlier today, and uh, they don't have people on unless uh, you know that that player is doing some special things. And I don't, I don't think it is uh, out of this world to say that Gabe Velarde has been the Kings' early season MVP. Uh, he was um, a key in this one and had a great all-around goal. Um, he had uh, he got an assist on that first goal from Philip Deneau, but just great net front presence. Um, he's showing a nose for the net, which is great. Uh, and the beautiful deflection on the second goal, uh, just, and he had a very active game all game long. There were a couple other great chances that he had really stood out. And again, we've talked about it before, but it's so fun to see Gabe Velarde really blossoming. And this is kind of what we hope to see eventually with some of the other younger players, right? And maybe it takes a little time. And there were a lot of people and I think somewhat justifiably so that we're down on Gabe Velarde. This is a guy who we've spent a first round pick on and, you know, he's has, he isn't living up to the promise. He, and you know what, just like Adrian Kempe took a little bit longer, Gabe Velarde took a little bit longer. And hopefully this will be a pattern we see going forward with some of the other Kings younger players, but Gabe Velarde, it appears finally blossoming um, and turning into the player that Kings management and, you know, the Kings fans have been hoping to see, but it's going great. For Gabe Velarde, let's just keep our fingers crossed. He just keeps doing what he's doing. His confidence is building, and it's been it's been great to see for the Kings. Um, I want to say props as well to the Kings' fourth line of Blake Lazat, Carl Grundstrom, and Brendan Lemieux, who did exactly what they are supposed to do, provide energy, make other teams work in their own zone, and spark the team to gain momentum. I thought they absolutely did that. They've done that the past couple of games, but you know, Blake Lazat is one of those guys. I don't know how you don't like him. I know he's undersized and He's not the most skilled guy in the world, but he has some skill, but he's a little bulldog, man. Just the way he skates, the way he's always active. He's kind of in the middle of everything when he's out there, and he really drives that fourth line, and I thought that they've been very good for the Kings uh, the past few games. I know you could always say, well, I don't want my, I don't want the fourth line to be our best line. I mean, those, you know, those guys are just out. No, they, the Kings' fourth line plays a key role for them, and I thought last season when the Kings were playing their best hockey of the season – the fourth line was a huge part of that. And it, it also, it's so big to be able to, if you're Todd McClellan, to roll four lines out there and to have everybody contributing and, you know, everybody using kind of the same amount of energy. And that makes the other team use more energy. It, it, it's kind of a smaller thing, but it is a, it's a big thing as well. And I just, I love what the fourth line is doing. Uh, I think that's, that's going to be a key for the Kings going forward as well. The fourth line needs to continue to be a factor in games. They don't have to score goals, but be a factor in the way the team, you know, gets momentum going. 
Uh, and although he didn't get on the score sheet, I thought Jared Anderson Dolan did pretty well in his season debut. He had a lot of good jump. He had a lot of energy when he was on the ice. He had one good scoring chance. Um, and you would expect that from a player finally getting to play. You know, he's I'm sure he was just really ready for his opportunity. And, you know, that's that's what we see. Again, he didn't score, but a player goes out of the lineup unexpectedly. You get your chance and get out there and enter. And and again, not on the score sheet, but I, I liked the energy that Jarrett Anderson Dolan brought. And he's not going to play a lot this year, most likely. Um, but when he does get his opportunity to show what he showed in last night's game, energy, getting it, jumping up in the play and, and you know, being hard on the forecheck, those types of things. Uh, also, um, the all around solid team effort in this one extended to the coaching staff. Uh, whoever spotted Corey Perry offsides on what would have been the Lightning's second goal of the game and would have been a key goal in the game, uh, you know, wiping that away because of the coach's challenge, like whether it was the eye in the sky or somebody noticed it on the bench because they got all those tablets and things they can look at as well. But whoever spotted that, uh, well done, well done by the coaching staff or whoever was that saw that. That was a that was a key goal, and the coaching staff doing their job as well to uh, to get the Kings uh, a goal wiped away because of an offsides. Um, the only real complaint that I have with the Kings' performance was there were still some bad and untimely penalties. Um, Drew Doughty took a couple of bad penalties. He was forced into a penalty after he got his pocket picked at the point. Um, the five-on-three shorthanded situation came on two bad penalties. Quentin Byfield played the puck with his hand on a faceoff in the offensive zone. Cannot do that. And Sean Dursey tackled one of the Lightning players when he got beat along the boards. And in that situation, when you're down a goal, and it wasn't like you know the player was going to go in on a one-on-one breakaway. If that's the case, fine, tackle him. But uh, that was it was really unnecessary. He got beat and he got out muscled along the boards and he just tackled the guy and it was a really bad penalty. Fortunately, uh, the Kings penalty killers and Jonathan Quick uh, were able to, to take care of that situation. But that two-man disadvantage could have been a huge turning point in the game, and it it resulted because of two penalties that did not need to be taken. But in the end, it all worked out. But I still would like to see the Kings be a lot cleaner. When it comes to some of the penalties they take, again, you're not going to have a penalty-free game most likely. But when you do take a penalty, have it be a penalty that is in some meaningful way trying to do the right thing as far as, you know, um, forechecking, um, you know, playing hard defense, you know, going hard to the net if you bump into the goalie and get a goalie interference. Those types of things you live with. But, uh, you know, touching the puck on a faceoff. No, you can't do that. And just blatantly tackling a guy. I mean, no. So there's there were some still some some bad penalties, but uh, in the end, thankfully, the penalty kill was good enough. And I, I wanted to point out um, one penalty killer in particular. Carl Grundstrom um, has been really good on the PK. Very real active, uh, and he looks like penalty killing is not fun. It's a lot of hard work. Um, and and Carl seems to have embraced that kind of extra role for him. Uh, in the Kings lineup, and that's what you want in your penalty killers. Him and Blake Lazat, um, Philip Deneau, Trevor Moore, those forwards up on the PK, I think have done a pretty good job uh, so far this season, and I wanted to kind of point out Carl Grunstrom from last night's game. All right, we got to talk about Brant Clark and that sick assist that he had and what it means for him possibly staying with the LA Kings this season. But first, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> 
In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. Simply Safe protects you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professionals monitoring agents who call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe can also detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right. Brant Clark played in his seventh NHL game last night. Two more to go. Or the Kings have to make a decision on whether to keep the 19-year-old former first-round pick or send him back to his junior team. You probably know all about that. We've talked about it a lot. The assist he had on the Lazat goal was, was gorgeous. Uh, it brought me out of my seat uh, when I watched it. Um, his hockey sense uh, is fantastic. His maturity on the ice, fantastic. Um, look, this is a kid that's still looking for his first goal, and he's – well, he wants to stay in the NHL. You know, he, he he desperately wants to stay in the NHL. This is his dream. I mean, to send him back to junior would be, I don't want to say crushing, but it would be a huge disappointment. And, you know, when you score a goal, right, everybody uh, everybody's excited about that and, and you get your name in the, in the score sheet and all that. And he still made the right hockey play. Like, no one would have criticized him for shooting the puck on that in that situation. He had time and space and room. Uh, and instead, he made the extra pass to a teammate for a wide-open goal. And just, it's the right play. It's the right play. His hockey sense, again, is one of his greatest assets. And that extra pass. And and again, the subtlety of a 19-year-old to show that he's going to shoot the puck to a goaltender who's won a Vezina trophy, to a goaltender who's been, uh, I, I believe uh, Vasilevsky's won a Conn Smythe trophy as playoff MVP. He's one of the best goalies in the NHL. He's probably a Hall of Famer. And Brant Clark just very subtly positioned his stick like to show I'm going to shoot. His head was up looking at the goalie, and then he makes the pass over. Awesome. Just so good. And I, I put on Twitter, and, and there was a replay, a slow-mo replay the Kings put out of the, of the Brant Clark assist. And I said, is this the final – does this seal the deal on Brant Clark making the Kings. And uh, the response was from everyone, either yes or eh, he was already going to stay anyway. I don't know if that's the case, but it's hard to believe that that assist by Brant Clark is not a play that if you're Rob Blake, the GM, if you're Todd McClellan, the head coach, that you don't look at and say, I mean, this guy can help us win games. And that's really what it's all about. The Kings are in a position, right? This is not the, the Arizona Coyotes or the Chicago Blackhawks or wh whatever rebuilding team, the Montreal Canadiens. The Kings are a team that is ready to win now and make the playoffs and hopefully make some noise in the postseason. So they're not going to keep a young, talented player just so he can develop. They have to keep a young, talented player because they feel he can help them win hockey games now. And I think Brent Clark has showed that. And uh, if, if again, if he hadn't already. So decision time coming up uh, after the game against Toronto on Saturday. Um, and I don't know when the Kings will make that announcement official. Um, but I got to believe Brent Clark is going to stay. Um, and and because of, of what we said, he can help the Kings win now. And uh, just, uh, again, I, I think you can hear and probably see on my face, uh, just the joy and excitement that uh, that 
that play brought because it's just a glimpse of what we think he can be going forward. He's only going to get better, uh, right? I mean, barring you know something catastrophic, uh, some injury or something, um, this is a glimpse of of what a lot of people think is a very special player. And uh, he's getting better and better as the season goes on, and it should get better as the season goes on. So hopefully, um, Brant Clark will be in the NHL to stay for the season. He certainly um, showed showed a, he's got NHL ability to say the least with that with that assist that he had. All right, so great win by the LA Kings. Good to see him finally get a win on home ice and play. Like I said, as close to a solid third period game as they played all season. A lot of great things to take away. And now what? And now you build on it. Right, You don't just have that be a one-game standout effort. Now you build on it. You continue it. The things we saw positive in this game, you carry it over into Thursday's game against Winnipeg, and you keep it going. That's what good teams do. Let's see if the Kings will do that in their next game on Thursday. Speaking of the matchup against Winnipeg, coming up on tomorrow's show of Locked on LA Kings, we'll have a full re- uh, preview of that matchup against Winnipeg. And um, who knows, maybe some of your emails as well. Uh, if you want to get an email in to talk about Brant Clark or anything else, you can send an email to uh, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com is the email address if you want to share anything about the Kings. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, and we've got an Instagram page, which is uh, at Locked on LA Kings as well. And once again, thank you guys so much for uh, continuing to support the YouTube channel. Getting to 800 subscribers is awesome, and uh, hopefully we can get to 900 here um, by uh, you know December. That would be awesome. Hey, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. Uh, for your second listen today, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide that is locked on sports today available on the app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts i'm eddie garcia again thank you so much for watching and listening to locked on la kings your team every day and we always close out the show by saying go kings go